Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today in the studio is CJ Gibson. What's up? Fran Mirabella. Hey, Guardians. And Sean Finnegan. Hello. Oh, yes. No more chomp. I love <laughs> it. Back. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about all the changes that are coming with the Curse of Osiris update, or expansion, if you will, in just a few days. And... One note about our giveaway, it has actually ended, so be sure you're checking your email and social accounts to see if you won. Now, last week I was out, but James Duggan had a ton to say about the update, about the expansion upcoming, and he had a follow-up that we're going to play right now. Take it away, Duggan. Thanks, Destin. Sorry I couldn't be there. It's too busy going flawless in trials. No prestige rate yet for me, though. Anyway, let's talk about the Destiny 2 State of the Game update. I want to give you my thoughts on it. In addition to all of this being, I think, good for the game and moving it in a good direction, the outstanding question in my mind is one of the idea of Destiny 2 being a collection game and also being a sequeled release, that we will have a Destiny 3 and a Destiny 4 and all of this stuff will only be good for a certain amount of time before all my progress is wiped. I'm having a really hard time rationalizing that in the context of the direction the game is going. So anyway, what I'm going to do is go through the points that they talked about from what I think are the worst for the game to what I think are the best. So, the worst thing I think is the reputation tokens. Uh, they, they said the acquisition rate will be increased as well as the cost. At which point I ask, why? But anyway, uh, why do I even want these? You know, the, the question for why I want reputation tokens has still not been answered. When it comes to destination-specific reputation tokens and reputation rewards, there is very little there that I want unless I'm specifically going for a transmog set. But for me, I think that each destination rep vendor should sell one or two really worthwhile items, an example being Uriel's gift, or how about ships, sparrows, and emotes that are specific to the planet instead of just the armor sets. And this is stuff that is locked behind bright engrams. Destiny 2 is not a free-to-play game. This is not a subscription-based game. This is a conventionally monetized $60 release that has DLC that costs money. We do not need a supplemental microtransaction system that is inhibiting content like ships and sparrows and emotes. But let's move on. The Gunsmith, in particular, will have rotating random mods for sale. That's cool. Um, I had to grind to get like the, the min-max mods, but ultimately I'm not seeing a cool gameplay implication from these mods, so I think the mod system in particular just needs a bigger rework, and this is a cool band-aid for the time, so you can become theoretically optimal more quickly, which I think is really nice. Uh, next up is specific loot acquisition. So this is definitely fixing an issue, there's no doubt about that. Um, anybody who played Iron Banner Season 1 can attest to the fact that it's really annoying and terrible when you turn in 80 engrams and you don't get the full armor set from that. That sucks as a player. So the, this is an objective fix for that, which is great, but it does present a larger problem. Uh, for me, I have the Season 1 Iron Banner gear. I have the Season 1 Trials gear. Why do I want the Season 2 Iron Banner gear? Uh, is it because Destiny is a collection game? Is it because I'm going around and kind of OCD getting all of this stuff? Well, that's kind of mutually exclusive in my mind with the idea of a Destiny 3 coming and wiping out all my progression. And now that we know that that is the cadence, I'm not really likely to do that content. Uh, also, Season 2 and Seasons in general are a supplemental system that presents the same content as new instead of providing an increased level of engagement in that content. As an example, uh, seasons I would classify as breadth of content. Um, something like ranked PvP I would classify as depth of content. And I think we all want more depth of content in Destiny 2. Next up is Faded Engrams. This is great. I'm missing Vigilance Wing. I'm going to be happy to get it. Uh, at least exotics confer interesting gameplay, so the idea of collecting a bunch of those every week is more interesting to me than something like Iron Banner Armor. All right, next up is the Emote Wheel. And this is great because this is quadrupling the amount of emotes I can show off, which is effectively quadrupling the amount of storytelling I can do with emotes. But the problem here is that emotes are locked behind bright engrams and are therefore not interesting in terms of storytelling, period. It would be much cooler if I killed Callus on Prestige and I got a robot emote, right? And then I could equip that to one of my four emote slots. So let's move on to Masterworks. Uh, I like the idea. This is basically kind of a Diablo 3 um, primal or ancient uh, legendary thing happening. It generates orbs on multi-kills, small stat boost, and tracks enemies and players killed. That's exciting, and dismantling Masterworks gives you crafting material to upgrade another weapon, so you don't have to go around aimlessly looking for the one weapon you want. That's cool, and it is providing a small additional grind, uh, but what I really like about Masterworks is there is a higher drop rate in raids and trials specifically, and that I think is excellent because it's incentivizing more difficult content, which is something 
I want. Uh, everything past this point, in terms of what I'm going to be talking about, I really like the idea of, but we generally need more details. Uh, the first one being ornaments. Um, I didn't play Destiny 1, so I didn't get to experience this. This is a really interesting idea for me, a really cool idea, because it is, instead of adding breadth, adding depth, right? I have to get 25 Crucible wins to get this particular ornament for Season 2 that I can then put on my armor that I already have, that I already like. That's an awesome idea. Uh, I would love to see some more difficult achievements, like maybe get 200 headshot kills before the Iron Banner Season 2 is over. I think that would kind of light a fire under your butt <clears throat> to get in Crucible and start doing some of this content. Uh, next up is better incentives for prestige activities. This is excellent. We just need more details on what exactly that is. Uh, interesting loot hunts in the game right now, in my opinion, are the Legend of Acreus and the Trials gear, specifically the Flawless Trials gear. The Legend of Acreus tells a story. You had to go into the raid, you had to do it again, you had to get all of the 10 shards, and then you had to do it in prestige to get the ornament. So you have all of this storytelling happening with a single item, and I think that should be applied to a bunch of different items, um, and even things like emotes and ships in Destiny 2. Same thing with Flawless Trials. When I see somebody in a full set, I know that they had to go flawless over a couple of weeks, and that's really cool. Same thing for Heroic Strike playlists and rewards. There could be some really cool rewards there, but we need more details to see exactly what that is. It could totally be a dud. Who knows? Anyway, my number one thing that I'm the most excited for from the state of the game Destiny 2 is ranked PvP. Uh, I would love to see rewards from attaining a specific rank. I think this gives PvP potentially a really good grind over a longer period of time as opposed to just doing it just when Trials is happening or just when Iron Banner is happening. Uh, I could be grinding for a specific rank to get specific rewards for bragging rights. That's great. Uh, and this is, again, increasing the level of player engagement. It's increasing the depth as opposed to the breadth of the content. Um, and therefore, I think that's a step in the right direction. So I'm really excited after this update after seeing State of the Game to see where Destiny 2 goes. I still have a lot of concerns, especially when it comes to sequels, but for now, uh, I'm definitely satiated and I'll continue playing Destiny 2. Thank you so much. Toss it back to you. That's great, Duggan. Sounds like a little bit of salt with that one. Here's what we thought. <laughs> we'll start with CJ. You have a ton of notes. We're going to do three positive things that we liked about the update and hmm. three negative. Let's start with the positive before we get into salt territory. Ranked PvP! It is not dated yet. It's kind of ambiguously 2018, but mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, that's the biggest one. I mean, there's a bunch of other quality of life things that I'm super excited about coming December 5th. I think the Masterwork weapon thing is really cool, too, but... Honestly, rank PvP. Like, it, it needed to happen way sooner. Uh, it's nice that it's coming, but I think there's going to be a lot of questions about how that's implemented. We had a little conversation yesterday. Uh, yeah, so, uh, like, uh, why does that have you so excited? I, I think, especially when you play a lot of the big games right now, Call of Duty, you know, I'm playing in the meantime <laughs> when I'm not playing Destiny. <laughs> I mean, I am still playing a lot of Destiny, but I've been going back and forth for other games, and... Everything from your kills being tracked to just gaining a number to show that you're actually achieving something and you're getting something a little bit more than one token. It just, yeah. the reward system for PvP is broken. And so I love Destiny PvP on PC. I'm struggling to play it on console. Uh, Sean, you and I were talking a bit about that. But yeah, that's what's exciting that you have this potential you know, other metagame to chase. And we don't know what that looks like. It could mm -hmm. be seasons, it could be a number, it could be any limited things. But the fact that they've discussed it, I'm excited for it coming in 2018. Sean, you've been asking for a mode like this for a long time. Is this something that's on your list? Absolutely. I mean, me and CJ are big PvP players, although I, you know, I, we also spend a lot of time in PvE. But like, CJ goes as far as saying, like, in between all of the content drops that we get, which are pretty frequent over the life of Destiny 1, like, what really pulled Destiny 1 together was its trials. Like People came back every week because they wanted to improve their PvP skills, so I think a renewed focus on what PvP can mean in Destiny 2 is a really good thing. And yeah. kind of going off of that, my positive thing was private matches because yes. I think ah, that in yeah. terms of... It goes along with what CJ was saying. A renewed focus on PvP is great, but specifically for me, I want to see the competitive community flourish, and I think it can only do so if private matches are supported Very so true. that people who create the leagues and competitive sort of groups that kind of foster the community have a have a way to create a level playing field, which is what all competitive games need. Yep. I hope it's really similar to how it was in Destiny 1, where you could pick the map, the mode, and kind of uh, customize the game type that you want to play. I'm looking yeah. forward to that also. I hope they go even a little bit deeper, like things like you know spawn positioning, how the ammo 
restrictions work. Trials actually, you know, the thing I like about this version of Trials in the Nine is the lock loadouts thing. I think that's really smart implementation of it. Um, you know, the the intro screen is was cool the first time. Yeah, the very first. <laughs> it's a little time, long yeah. now, but it's neat to actually know that these are what your enemies are going to bring to the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. So uh, those kind of details and tweaks within private matches, I hope they customize it just a little bit more than they did Destiny 1. What about you, Fran? What do you got on the positive side? Well, I know one of these is on your list, so I'm going <laughs> to skip that one for now. But uh, the whole Raul faction and vendor stock stuff, mm-hmm. um, being able to buy legendaries and that economy contributing to your ability to get masterwork, mm-hmm which are going to re-roll, and we'll get into that, uh, that, for me, is going to be a big one. Just the fact that you go to re-roll and buy Engrams and go to a, mm-hmm. a vendor, uh, and instead of just the token system, there's going to be a lineup of all the pieces of gear. Mm-hmm. And there was something about earning the slots, maybe powering them up. So it seems like there's a lot there that you can now complete your sets. You can chase things like, hopefully, the Antiope. I mean, hopefully, the Gunsmith is selling, too. So all of that stuff, um, that's one of my most exciting things, because you have a reason to now chase mm-hmm. legendary uh, shards and and to earn more than just these rewards uh, after you cash in your tokens. So I think we all agreed that Masterworks was a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Two of the things, kind of jumping off yours, friend, Xur's uh, update and uh, buying gear, those are tremendous, fantastic updates that I wish were there at the beginning. I oh, think yeah. it's going to be an awesome way to incentivize you to continue to do that because literally I'm at a point where I don't see any incentive to play the game anymore because I'm not going to get anything. I turned in 17 engrams during Iron Banner, and I never got armor. I'm just mm-hmm. like, why am I yeah. even playing That's this game? Crazy. Why am I, I got, playing this game? <laughs> I even got a little bit lucky there. I got uh, all of the armor yeah. minus the helm. Yeah, you got lucky. Maybe it's karma, Destin. I mean, we all got it. Yeah, well, that's of, fine if it's karma. <laughs> I'm just not going to play the game until they address these issues, and yeah. they are. They yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. We, we know I was, it's an issue community-wide, actually. I talked yeah. to people who did 50 packages and couldn't do it. Yeah, what, we did someone 120. Tweet, someone tweeted at us. 120 packages. Does anyone have his name on? Yeah, but we got someone tweeted us, like, look, 100. 120 packages, yeah. zero armor drops. Like, yeah. that's zero? absurd. Yeah. Well, no, I think he got Didn't one get... character. His other two, he just oh, okay. stopped getting armor gotcha. drops. It's, it's just there's something wrong with the system, and it's mm-hmm. been like that for a long time. Yeah. I'm really, really happy that they're addressing it, and they're addressing it by, hey, mm-hmm. play the game. Play 25 matches, and you can buy that piece of gear. I'm like, oh, great. Well, I, I have something say, to chase. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. like, in just in general, this is, like, a really big thing for Bungie, and I think we should say, I, I think we should give them credit because, one, it is really tough. We talked about it on last week's mm-hmm. episode, but even just coming out and directly addressing something when you know it's been controversial the way you've been communicating with your community, yeah. it invites a lot of potential hate and a lot of mm-hmm. potential feedback that they may not be ready for. So it takes a lot of courage to go out there and be like, Let's, look, we hear that you guys have issues. This is how we're going to address the issues mm-hmm. with yep. whatever we can tell you at the time. So it's credit to Bungie for coming out and saying that. One of the things we've always wanted was them to be a little bit more transparent yes. and better about their communication with the community. Mm-hmm. So that they're they, doing that is a really good thing. And the, and they've the said they're gonna, well, yeah. We don't know what they're going to do beyond this first big reaction. Yeah. They've said they're going to be more gonna communicative it. with the community in the past. In previous, and yes. hopefully they continue to do it. But, uh, you know, we kind of... <clears throat> have had this wall and it's been broken down thankfully and they are communicating mm-hmm. i hope that continues because right now it's a positive thing this is a Go big ahead, can i take this brief interlude to this was one of the biggest things outside the top three for me okay i do just want to point out that we listened to the podcast yeah uh, this is yeah. one of the biggest topics on there we mm-hmm. want to communicate but for me they really focused um on action speak louder than words and we've yeah. heard that before that's and how so, they work that's how they work, exactly. So I already know that about them. Of course they want to show us the result. Like, <laughs> what, what, in their minds, what point is it to bring it up without having the solution? But yeah. I disagree with that. I think it's a three-step process and not two. I wrote this down because I wanted to organize my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they make it sound like it's two steps, listening to us and having the actions that address things. And for many of us, I think it's a three-step process. Um, it is about uh, what's so important is that they listen confirm and yeah. then act so it's the confirmation to i us. mean that's just general human communication like yeah. you have to hear when you're confirm having a conversation we're being heard yeah uh and like that's the big thing here is like that's what we liked about christopher barrett's update was mm-hmm. he just confirmed that he heard us yeah yeah he, but you know what we're working on it we don't know i'm fine with that i think mm-hmm. that is what they're so afraid of i think there's a pr element and so for me it's just like hey Roll the dice this time. Just tr- can we try this? Just please this time. Let's try. 
might listen. We're going to confirm that, yeah, you know what? I don't think exotics are tuned right. That's okay. Yeah. Like, you're with us, right? Now we know, like, you hear us. That doesn't yeah. mean it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's what I want to hear most. And then, um, yeah, again, I think they're afraid of being silent. And again, I want to just hear them say something like, hey, we hear you. The end game for hobbyists and hardcore players isn't where we want it to be in terms of rewards. We agree tokens could be fixed. Okay. You don't even have to have the action yet. So that is what I'm afraid of, again, is yeah. please don't go back to we're not going to talk about tokens or the vault until mm-hmm. we have a solution. I think there's a good in-between there. Yeah, I so, think I think everybody, myself included, it's just like, oh, another PR answer. Like, yeah. I don't even want to hear it anymore. I'm just like, all right, stop. Like, okay, I know what the PR answer is. I'm asking you a direct question. And, and we, you, you know? listen to the podcast, too. I mean, yeah. I will say it was nice to hear Mark and Luke talk very genuinely and candid about that. Some some colorful language also in yeah. there to just, like, emphasize the point. <laughs> Sean, you said that last week one time. You wanted to say a word, and you're like, it seems more impactful when I swear. And they kind of just had this very raw thing about, you know, their dialogue, which is kind of refreshing. I think the biggest challenge, and you heard them talk about it, is that there's a bunch of decisions. It's a big company. They're making them up here, mm-hmm. and then communication is way down here. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're Deej, and again, I think we felt really bad from that second you know, mm-hmm. stream. It was not a good stream. And it's like you can see the wheels turning, but, oh, look at this. The, the big machine's moving. Guys, what, when is it going to happen? Okay. And it's like that is what we need to know. There's nothing I think that Deej could do in a lot of these situations if, if they're not having that direct line of communication. Mm-hmm. So you can clearly see that there's some things obviously they need to do. Yeah. And they admitted that. Because yeah. stuff has to get approved to be set. Right. That's the system you want to mm-hmm. iron out. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't just happen week. in a day. Here's your approved communications for the week. Yeah. So bringing it back into something positive, yeah. uh, the Zura update I think is great. Uh, I'm glad they're bringing back three coins. I'm glad they sort of addressed how three coins work. And I'm glad they uh, give you an exotic engram you can purchase. Faded engram is what yeah. it's called. And it gives you something that you don't have, basically. So you're not going to like run into that trap of getting duplicate exotics. Mm-hmm. That's probably how they're addressing it temporarily. Was your understanding that the faded engram, so uh, you know, Zer will, uh, you can buy it with, I think, what, legendary shards? 97. Yeah. Shards. 97 of them? Yes. Oh, that was the number on there. I just stupidly didn't yep. look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's was, supposed to be a, a, a weapon, an exotic weapon you don't, don't have. Don't have in your... Yeah. Weapon or armor. Weapon or, oh yeah, weapon or armor. So exotic weapon or armor. But what we don't know yet, is it one per account? That's what I wanted to ask. It's, or one it's, per character. It's you one see, per you character. You cut me off. Look at that. The Canadian. I'm just kidding. I know. See, the, it goes both ways. No, the, uh, the way Destiny 2 works, it seems like it's per character. I don't think they would mess with that. So I, I'm guessing three. You think so. But see, we don't know. They say know. you can buy one. We don't know if it's count wide yet. But um, The way they phrase it, it made it sound like but it's per cool. character. For Again, I'm not, I it's really not a negative like it. for me. I think it's an incentive. And actually, I don't want it to be. I don't think I want it to be three. I'll bet you it's account wide. Yeah, I hope that it if is. It's, if it is ninety-seven they shards, done that's anything account wide. This release. No, Think about it though. Yet, How many shards do you have? Yeah, tons. Oh, but, okay, you're right. That's in Cal Wyatt. You yeah. think about how many shards they're asking for. And think about if you hundred shards. Yeah, per and, thing. And if you mm-hmm. actually think about, you have potentially. I have like a thousand. Shards. You limit three other times you can get an exotic per week. Let, let's think about. We'll anyway, see. We'll find out. I actually hope it's one because I'm, I'm worried. Me too. That, I mean, is that, that suddenly one, you buy everything? That one's like December fifth, right? Uh, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, 5th or the 12th. Yeah, I mean, so, we're going to find out very soon. My counterpoint to that is I actually think it's a negative thing. Um, You're crazy, but okay. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> You're objectively I, wrong, but I'll hear you yeah, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I think there's some merit to it. Right now, within Destiny's current system, the reason why I think it's broken is it, it can potentially eliminate the exotic chase just by logging in weekly and going to Xur. And going then, to Xur already eliminates the exotic chase. Continue. Okay, but right now... His relevance will be basically negated within potentially a span of a couple of days. Then what are you going to Zer for? Or a couple of weeks. That's why I'm saying. Oh, wait, it you disagree be with three. one? No, I disagree with almost the system in uh, general. Well, that's because, what I meant. So because what happens one. too is that I think right now the way exotics are dropping is the issue. What I would love to see, and this I think goes along with what Duggan was saying, which I didn't hear what he said. Right now, what was your favorite, one of your favorite drops for an exotic in Destiny One? Favorite drops from Galahorn. Okay, so besides Galhorn, well, but that wasn't last Vex, Vex, Vex Mythoclast. Oh yeah, Vex. right. Oh, okay. Where did you get Vex? Yeah, the Vault of Raid at Atheon. Yeah, where does Acrius. that happen in Destiny Two? Uh, you can't Ac- get Acrius. Vex in uh, Destiny. Accurate. That's a quest. But my point is, yeah. that's what the game's missing. It's missing these moments where you I go. I just gave an example where they have it. No, but oh, you gave yeah, a quest. Uh, Legend of Accurate is a quest. It's though. a quest. Though. Yeah, he's talking about like a random. 
like encounter drop. specific okay. drop. Right. That makes sense. And to me, that is, I think, what because everybody talks about, oh, there's no post screen, there's no, hey, we beat Crota and got this thing. We got black spindle, we got yes. black hammer. So I wish there was more of those. And I think that this will potentially limit that. So the last thing, I don't want the exotics that are quests or potentially could drop like mm-hmm. that. In that Zermit. They normally are. So like, I, you can't I, get right. Mida and um, Sturm as far as we know. Right exactly. I, I understand what you're saying. They are sort of addressing it. They're saying better incentive for prestige activities in the raids. Yes. So that could potentially be better weapons. But I've heard better incentives before. And yeah. then we got two tokens at we'll blue. By the way, it is <laughs> so, December 12th. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have all the dates there. So I pulled them up here if we need to reference it. Uh, for, nice. for that one, that one was actually specifically in, for January. For better incentives for prestige activities. That one, yes. And yeah. I was referencing. Seeing the Zerf faded Engram, three of coins that will be added after the 12th. So, the final positive for me that we all agreed on was definitely the masterworks. How do you guys feel about this? I think it's I think it's gonna have more of an impact than players are giving it credit for. Any weapon that's gonna generate orbs is going to change how people play. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, that's one of the, the that's, that's one of the one of them. The, yeah. the rerollable stats for me, that's the one. Mm-hmm. So Select careful, small though. pool, yeah, um, yes. that they approve, and then you will get some reroll based on that, which yeah. I assume hopefully only comes from drops and not like going to a, right. a kiosk to reroll. We know that they, didn't work. They right. did say if you don't have a masterworks, you can purchase a you masterworks can also, version for yes. legendaries. You yes. can shred and Break get materials yeah. from other masterworks that you can go into upgrading mm-hmm. legendaries into masterworks from. And it sounds almost like. Like a crafting system, which is interesting. I'm yeah. kind of into that. It's. Um, I think we got to be careful. I was looking at Reddit and a bunch of other people talking. Is that they don't. A lot of people don't really see it as like a re-rollable weapon because the yeah. core stats of most of the legendaries will stay the same. Yeah. So the argument was it's not really re-rollable because that's how it was in Destiny One though. The core stats stayed the same in most of them. No, but, but yeah. some of them were straight up like random rolls in every perk slot in mm-hmm. every stat. This does not do that. Funny. This is what I asked for. Actually, I forget what I said on the episode. I was like, yeah. oh, I want like a tier in there that's re-rollable, mm-hmm. but not like totally random. Right. I mean, this yeah, sounds I was gonna say like to me. it's something not... selective. <clears throat> like they know what the god roll is going to be hopefully roughly speaking and uh they kind of tune it towards that yes like it's not re-rollable in the sense of what was the system that they had before infusion forging there was a bunch yeah but the one that where you sit at the gunsmith there sit there and re-roll over that was um, that was forging yeah in iron it was prison of elders only one like yeah so a few months it's not it's not re-rolling in (laughs) that sense no but not that we know yeah but some cut or that we think you know Mm -hmm. But some element of customization to the weapons adds a huge amount of replayability because you're always chasing. Like I said, it seems like they're finally understanding that Destiny for the hardcore players is a game of min-maxing. Like what you want to do is minimize your weaknesses and maximize your particular stats that you like to play. Mm -hmm. And like if you have the ability to do that, people are going to spend a lot more time doing it, which is really cool. So I think Masterworks is a great step in that direction. Yeah, maybe we should use a quick example, actually. Like uh, Uriel's Gift. It has high caliber on it, I believe. Fantastic. It's awesome. It's actually already kind of a god rule. Maybe not the best, but there's probably another stat that you could add to the one they as an example, too. Um, was it? Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. Add on there. But that's it. the thing. The, the perks for Uriel but, all stay the same, and the Masterworks adds, I can't remember the exact ones. You should look it up. But it adds, like, four different things from, like, I think a little bit more stability and one range. One hit kill. Well, wait. We don't know what on, it's going to add. Yeah. It's, no, but it says it. It does have one example here. It says yeah. reload yeah. speed. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. It, it, it's not changing the stats in the middle. It's, it's adding like a new an thing. extra one look on, on the well, now It's not adding that, nodes. It's adding a Yeah, I get that. We don't know what the mod in there is going to offer. Like, no, but it's not going to change the core but, yeah, base yeah, I, I stats that. inside. Yeah. But like, based saying. on it adds a little bit of reload speed, you could speculate as to what other things it might do. It's minimal changes, but like it could be like... Generate orbs on kill. Yeah, which they did specify. Mm-hmm. Or like it could be like increased weapon stability or mm-hmm. something like this. Yeah. Something minor and small. Yeah, there you go. That's a great example. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, um, and if it does, glass half full, depending on how you play the weapon. Oh man, like, so some of the stuff, like, again, hate to bring it up, but like in World of Warcraft, they made great use of minimal things like this, where in that one slot where there's like the ability to make minimal uh, changes to your character, there's like a thousand different things you could do. Like, what if you got like plus one percent run speed, just one percent? I know as a Titan who used to be really fast <laughs> in not for hunters. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I think you're getting into that interesting model. <laughs> all I'm just saying is like think yeah. about how yeah. cool it could be if yeah. it gave yeah. the thought to all the different things you could put in that. Slot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I like this small pool, but see, yeah, they said it's a small pool. We know yes. it's not that. 
but I like the idea that, yeah, you're going to get an enhanced mod in there that will hopefully, like, whatever, Uriel's, there's probably something like you just said, increased stability. Yeah. Um, awesome. You could have this killer, really killer auto. It already is killer. Definitely. Yeah. So moving 1% on from fire rate increase. <laughs> moving on fire from works. Moving on from Masterworks, did anybody else have anything else positive they wanted it, to add? It was the only yeah. other, the third thing on my list. So I had Masterworks and the reroll, and I then too. I had the um, buying factions, vendor stuff, stuff. And my third thing was actually exotic tuning. So that was really important is they're looking at the exotic pool because I think we can all, in fact, who thinks there's like really powerful exotics that you want to use out there? Right hand. now? Yeah. Mida. There's this really good one called yeah. Fighting Lion. I love it. So there you go. I think other than Mida, <laughs> it's uh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, they might have messed up. To oh, the balance. So there it is. There it yeah. is. Anyway, Dang. I think exotic tuning is exciting. Like Merciless is great or whatever, but mm. I think especially as to PvP and stuff, there's that could really change the meta. Uh, we know like Thorn was an exotic, right? So I'm super excited about it. Merciless is not great in PvP though. That's what I'm, I'm just, saying. It's great oh, in okay, PvE. Okay. You know, we yeah, need It's other amazing offerings. in PvE. You, you ask me what I'm excited about for an exotic weapon, and I can't even think of it. That's anything. what I mean, it's yeah. crazy. We yeah. need, like, you need to be like, man. Like, the I'm most really... excitable one is Smita, and that's a year one weapon. That's, that's one we already exciting. had. That yeah. is the bane I, I like oh, Sunshot. So, Sunshot's really solid. I was um, talking to... Uh, it's not like OP. I was talking to my party the other day, and these guys are hardcore Destiny players, but they don't really... They're not the type of people who are, like, on the forums talking about this stuff. And I asked him what he thought... Um, I was just like, what do you think about all these changes and stuff in Destiny 2? He goes, and all he had to say was, man, don't you think it's dumb that year one there's Mida like metagame and in year, uh, like in Destiny 2 there's Mida, uh, like the same meta in two different games? Like, yeah. that's dumb. Mm-hmm. And you I was what? like, yeah. that is a good point. <laughs> I have a, a good way, I think, to sum it up, especially, right? Like, yeah. we equip stuff we want to equip, Last Hope. Uriel's Gift, um, Nameless Midnight, I mean, excluding Mida. So you don't really have this competition against exotics. So they need to recreate that with a desire. Like, like, Last Hope should be an exotic with its power. So we need, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying we need an exotic that will be like, that's amazing. And it's going to take up a slot, but I made the choice. Yeah. Um, And that's what's what's missing right now, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for PvP. Definitely. Uh, Any final notes? I did have one thing. I think it's really cool that they're bringing back uh, ornaments and that they're challenge-based. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's very good. I said it multiple times. When I first went flawless in Destiny 1 and you got the wings for your armor... I wore that That's shit cool. everywhere, oh, man. Yeah. Like, because I think it's Please. really, I think it's really cool that you can look at a player and, on the visuals, understand that they've achieved something that yes. maybe you haven't. It makes that player feel cool. It makes you want to chase that thing so that you can have it too. And it uh, differentiates you from other guardians in the tower. Like I, when I wore those wings and my armor was all glowing, like guardians would walk up and be like, "What is that?" And they'd like, <laughs> I could see them go into their menus and like, I know they're inspecting me, right. like, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they're bringing that back and that it's not just a random drop, like you can earn it. Yeah. Uh, that's a really I cool like system for me. I didn't like that they went away. Like, I, I get the flame thing; that one's sort of okay. But like the trial stuff going away, I'm like, really? Like, yeah. Come on, like yeah, I like, want to earn that on all my the, pieces of gear. And the trials, well, have the trials the, armor the is yeah, it's yeah. like the trials armor is really really cool. And if you get flawless, like parts of it glow. Yeah, and that's the only, as far as I know, those are the only. That's the only armor that has global pieces that yeah. you get from the flawless part. Yeah. So like. Just give me more of that, more customization. Make yeah. it like gaudy. Like give me like yeah. huge wings. Like <laughs> no, that would look want, cool. Like, like you said, it's really ultimately about yeah. when you're yeah, it's showing off. Yeah, right? totally. It is. 100%. That is yeah. what it's about. Yeah, and, and that's tower. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't show. I didn't hear yeah. Duggan, but I've talked <laughs> to him. I've talked to him enough times. That is his favorite part of the game. He's like, man, I'm gonna try this. I am gonna and these scrubs didn't. So I'm gonna parade around the tower. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. geez, but it is. It's it's kind of a vanity thing. So. Yeah, so uh, moving on to some of the, our critiques and criticisms. Uh, we're going to get right into it. A bunch of salt upcoming, so brace yourselves. <laughs> First a word from James Duggan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First more salt from James. No, um, so I'll start. There's one that I want to address right away. They have not said anything to address the four-year-long running vault space issue, and it needs to be fixed. It's been there since Destiny 1. They've publicly said we didn't expect people to want to – collect this stuff yeah. that often and do something about <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> do it. some do anything. You Here's haven't some. done a single thing. Yeah. Like how it, many times is it's not just me. No. Every single person in the community <laughs> is like I don't have vault space. You have you made chaos in Destiny 1 you started to address it and you just abandoned that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, that's this. my first <laughs> rant anyway, over. I'm tired of saying it. I feel like, you know, I come on this show. I, feel I just like I'm say, taking crazy pills over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I say the same criticism. It's the for same look. How long have we been doing this show? Time. Three years? Yeah. Where did Bill Murray it, just take the sledgehammer yeah. on the alarm I mean, clock? What, what's the sad part, though, it's worse right now in Destiny 2 than it was in Destiny 1. Yeah. That is regression, and it's about the three step process. Listen, <laughs> confirm, and act. Yeah. I think they're listening. I'm they, actually not sure. Deeds literally said, just delete stuff. They actually That no, was the be, solution. Yeah, no, but to be fair, yeah, I guess a little bit with Deeds, we've heard a little confirmation, but not really. So we need those steps. I agree. Anyway, I'm right there with you, man. Anyway, like talk about next? all this new stuff. <laughs> the only thing they cleared up was that the, the mod stuff, they talked about how mods <laughs> are going to be able to quickly convert into legendaries and you can buy mods that you want. Uh, that will barely help, but. <laughs> okay, anyway. A mod system oh, fix. Sean, do you got one? Yeah, I didn't yeah. I wish they had addressed a little bit more like head on the changes to PVP gameplay. Like they should, yes. they announced some changes in terms of like incentivizing and like what you might be able to earn. That's cool. Uh and they, you know, gave us private matches or they say that stuff's coming. What I want to know is like are you trying to address the whole issue where PVP is not fun because it's just groups of four <laughs> people running around in groups all the time. Yep, because that's what I want to hear about. That's Nothing not, about not that. List. Nothing yeah, about like, tuning on. So, so hang on. Do you did you actually? And I don't know if you realize this. Like they intentionally left some of the meta and, and the changes that are coming right away out of this, to, so it didn't compete. So there is a hot fix coming for December fifth. Great. Yeah. I mean, again, but, like that's cool to know that it's, it's coming. I just want to know what it is yeah. because right. here's the thing: is I I still think that. I like PvP, and I still jump in in PvP kind of regularly. Uh, what I don't like is that games seem very lopsided. Either I win in a landslide, or I get wrecked, and I don't score over 10 points. I will give them props on one thing. They're going to start punishing people who leave early. That's they are okay. looking yeah. into that. Yeah, so I mean, that's that is for good. Competitive. For competitive. Yes, for competitive, but totally agree, Sean. They need to look... At the PvP model, it's not yeah. working. Just like yeah, the, the meta, yeah. Destiny 1 had this great sort of uh, ever-changing meta, right? Like something became really, really strong, and maybe it stayed that way for a couple months, but everyone knew that it was strong, and either they adapted to it and found ways to minimize it, or Bungie made a change. Yeah. So far, there's been no changes to PvP, right. with the players saying the exact same thing, which is that... If you're playing, you can't jump in solo, either in quick play or in competitive, yeah. against a team of four and feel you'll just get totally stomped because it's all yeah. team play. Yeah. And if you're in a group of you know three other randoms, uh, you're, everyone wants to lone wolf it. There needs to be some mechanism of gameplay that allows that to like flourish a little bit. Yeah, I'm not asking your... for them to change the meta entirely, but just... Yeah. An no, update the, is if they're so looking at it would be great. Maybe to be fair, like, yeah, like CJ saying, we actually don't know what's coming. Here's what they yeah. said, which is how I described it was it's vague. That's the problem. They said yeah. crucible tuning, like adjusted supremacy scoring and better spawning rules like those things. So They've in December, we will introduce additional updates and bug fixes intended to improve these areas of the crucible. So, yeah, it's <laughs> vague. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're going to do beyond well, that. Thing, see, that yeah. sounds like not cosmetic, but like. What, what I would call like little quality of life changes. I'm looking yeah. for kind of like no balance and yeah, 100 like, like yeah. kind of Guys, the core. Specifically, game. they yeah. have clarified about the supremacy note. They're going to change how scoring works yeah. and spawn rules. So yeah. I think they're only talking about supremacy. That's At what it sounds. That's like. what I took away from yeah. it. Yeah. But that is the point. Yeah. There's no confirmation that that they may think that there's a lack of balance. There's sort of well, a, I. Uh, there's a lot of great. people complaining. We know there's people who love it. Yeah. But I hear a lot of people complain. Yeah. So how are we addressing that? And some know? of the. I mean, I'm going to get to my topic next after Fran, but a okay, lot of what sure. I have to say falls in line with that. And is it I, crucible stuff? It is. Yeah, you should it, go next. No, no. I, I want to go last for for a specific reason because I want to get your guys' take on something. Cool. But I mean, I think the other thing too is that you see games like Fortnite and Call of Duty and this and that. And this is another thing that came out. Is a lot of those developers are engaging with their community. They're making changes very quickly. And when people are seeing that. And and I, I don't know how many tweets I saw where they're like, hey, guys, you know, see how quickly other people are changing their metas and stuff. There's an importance, I think, in, you know, being open about like, hey, if this is not working, do we are we going to wait six months, three yeah. months, a year for those changes? Fortnite, hey, the AR is broken. Two days later, it's fixed. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is just kind of the thing is like you strive to be good in PvP, right? Like the whole goal of jumping into PvP, one, obviously to have fun and stuff, but two, to work as a team and then over time improve your skills so that you're a better player, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is at the end of that game when all eight players in the game are really good, you're basically fighting at a standstill. That's not fun. When it's yeah. your team of three against another team of four, you're like, 
You're ba- four it's 4v4. Four four. Four. What I'm so. saying, you and your three teammates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Versus yeah. a team of four. Yeah. But 4v4, uh, it gets to be this really slow, very like methodical, almost too tactful play style that doesn't suit the whole, like, I'm a guardian, I feel powerful, I can run around and slam on people and use my super. Like, yeah. it's... Yep. It doesn't facilitate that sort of open and fast gameplay that Destiny was so good about in in year one, or I mean, there in the is. first one. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, I'm for it. I'll come back. There's no there. Destiny so, one, Fran. Uh, you had a note you wanted to bring up. Oh uh, yeah, so my, my uh, you already named two of the things, and my third thing was just the whole. There wasn't really a commentary on the end screen reward or getting rewards throughout the raid, right? You know, and I think that's something that's really big for us. Well, wait, what do you mean for for Crucible? Because they did say they're going to work on Crucible incentives uh, on the end screen. Actually, it's funny. I thought yeah. not in that update though. Yeah. I thought I did read that somewhere. But do you okay. read? But do that, you read that? That's as coming, like, That's good. And, and strikes are going to have more tokens. That that is true. Like but then yeah. the but, one with, for me was the raid chest. Was that we like we still? It says you can go back to Banshee without clearing it all, mm-hmm. um, but you're still turning in tokens in the raid. And like we all want drops yeah. in the raid. So so they're. So in the raid, the tokens are automatically redeemed at him, it sounds like? No, they said like it was, you don't I have really to clear uh, yes. the raid to, to, to cash in. To go back. Right? But you still got to go back to the tower in order to yeah, like, yeah, yeah. go in there. The biggest thing yeah. is, think of Callus right now. Wouldn't it be cool if all of a sudden you beat Callus and one person on the screen got some crazy, got. exactly, yeah, alone of God and or exotic drop yeah. after he goes down, the moment he explodes. That's how it needs to be again. Like, yes. why, who said, get rid of the amazing <laughs> drops that everybody doesn't shut up about? That there's like videos all over about. the interval. Oh my God. Because yeah. now you go, hey, oh, I got an exotic. <laughs> yeah, that is what happens. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's an engram. Oh, hey. I got an engram. Like a, back to the rate tower, chance, right? Dum, yeah. dum, dum, that dum. is the difference that I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, about. and then you're That's like, not... oh, I'm so excited to open this at the cryptarch. Open it. It's one you already Aww. have. The yeah. same thing. That's, five they, are, they said they want to work on exotic duplicate protection, which is great. Yep. Duplicate yep. protection. Luke was talking about it, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's just nuts that anybody thought that was a good idea to get rid of the clear drops yeah. during same the raid. for nightfall yeah. man. like i love playing How the raid actually made? yeah i yeah. love playing the raid, but it's a huge takeaway that like just this long drawn out thing with these tokens and the blue or whatever yeah. but uh yeah <laughs> i, I want to get a cash in moment at those those challenges and stuff oh it'd be great dude yeah. thinking back at it when we were editing all the first like mm-hmm. that was one of those features that we did and i think we both were working on it with the audio sound cues mm-hmm. talking yeah. about like all people's reactions when they went up and opened the chest and yeah. at the raid bosses yeah. and at like those were all the moments I use like when Gallahorn pops yeah. out of the chest or like drops from a boss and it's like yeah, you, and know you have no association with that you don't have Gone. you don't get excited at the end of Crucible anymore because nope. you get blues you don't get excited at the end of Strike because you don't get anything yeah. during the raid you don't get anything it's like why was that yeah. choice made? That is bizarre to me. Like, I don't get yeah. that. Yeah, what's really, That's literally been your marketing material since Destiny 1. Yeah, Sorry, you know what's funny? I, I think you can think of it as, like, we've talked about it so often. It is, like, the gambling and putting the quarter in. Yeah. And we used to put the quarter in at the beginning of the raid. Mm-hmm. And then you'd pull, like, the lever and maybe put another quarter in later. But the point is, right there, you'd ca- you get a cash-out moment. Yeah. Whereas now, you have to, like, save all this up, and you can't do anything until mm-hmm. you go back to the tower. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem, is I, like condense everything into this moment and all my friends already left they went to bed yeah it's like done and i'm like oh i got oh nobody's even here yeah i, I stopped yeah. streaming too yeah I'm like, oh, exactly. i should have done that on stream. nobody yeah. cares it, it really is it's a very different workflow is my point yeah. and i think they really yeah. need to look at that that's a really good point uh i'll, I'll go next i'll do one of mine sure. um so one of my questions we're talking about a lot of stuff that was in <laughs> Destiny 1. This is another negative. You had the vault space. So this is the second negative. No, we right? said you three, this, yeah. yeah, we're okay. all three negatives, three oh, positives. DJ just didn't get his one. Whoa, that's, that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go. That's all right, because I want you guys. Yeah. I want to have some input. He's got like a... Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I do. So my question is, why wasn't this here... Or, sorry, no, that one's later. <laughs> it's going <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. to be a long so, episode. So it was, in, it was in Destiny 1. Why wasn't it there at launch? Because now it yeah. seems like Which? If, you, if you're like, I'm going to stick to this design philosophy for Destiny you're 2. You're talking about private matches, though? All of it. Private yeah. matches were in Destiny 1. Being able to buy stuff at vendors was in Destiny 1. Rerollable Ooh. weapons was in Destiny 1. How much time do we 1. have? All I, the Zerthria coins was in Destiny 1, and they're like, hey, I, we're bringing a bunch of I stuff I think back. if you listen to um, the podcast, you get a little insight on it's hard to put things in and out and how For long sure. it takes testing. Quite frankly, again, I always point to Iron Banner. I just don't think they were ready. They didn't have enough resources. You had three years to test it in well, Destiny true, 1, so I don't sympathize but, very and then much. Sorry. Just tempered with the, they yeah. made some very, call it casual 
decisions that they wanted to so out. So there is yeah. precedence for this. I just don't want to lump it all on, you know, on Bungie's shoulders. Because, for instance, Ooh. a game I talk about all the time is Halo 5. At launch, Halo 5 didn't have two staples of Halo, Big Team Battle or yep. Forge. Okay. And... But credit to 343, those features came for free within months of the game launching, so that is something that they added. The idea here is that Bungie doesn't seem to have adopted the philosophy of like that endless sort of platform of a service, which their game is. Oh, yeah. To keep uh, to bring it up again, World of Warcraft doesn't have a World of Warcraft 2 in which the sequels, game systems, yeah. and foundation are different than its predecessor. It is... There's World of Warcraft, and then there's Burning Crusade, which is more of, but also everything included in the original game. And that's not what Destiny 2 did, and it should have done. If we go back to the old saying, <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you tried to fix a bunch of stuff people liked. Why? Well, okay, so and so I think the reason why is to bring a new audience in, to bring a much more casual type of player. Now, Mark and, and, and Luke, I think, really did say, well, like, Luke is considered the hobbyist, like mm -hmm. me. Like, I, I, well, all of us. I would say we're all considered hobbyists, where we play Destiny, you know, for... I ain't no hobbyist. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, but, but they, that's a nice term for hardcore players. Yeah, they're right to you. They don't if like a casual went to Xur and he had an engram there, oh. he'd be like, I don't know what to do. Hobbyists, no. they equate hobbyists with, hardcore. like, hardcore? This is the way they're defined. It's like it's opposite of internally. Where it's like you play okay. Destiny as like literally like I do, like a lifestyle. It's the other thing you do. Yeah, the okay. other you thing you do. To me, hobbyist means casual. Whatever. Well, so again, so they basically kind of said, there, okay. yeah, okay. there's okay. different okay. pools of players. And so the tourist was what they called as the person who comes into Destiny. Oh, what's what? going on? Look at all this stuff. It's all new. I don't really know what's going on. And you don't want the platform to be super difficult because then, like Destiny 1. Super hard, yeah. Which Duggan flat out admits he didn't get into fell off and i think when you you know it's mm -hmm. a very risky design decision i think it takes a lot of you know well it's yet to be determined yet mm -hmm. so i don't want to come they got out more say, people in the door they well, got more people, people say. maybe not the more door. New. I can long, buy stuff at vendors. I this is too complicated no, no. for me. I gotta go. But from <laughs> I'm not gonna keep and playing. I'm not defending it. But what I'm saying is, I think some of the thought was those casuals are going to come in and play for a little bit, maybe enjoy the game and come back for the DLC. But what happened was the backlash is that hey, they're also cashing out soon too. And now what? And you don't have that hardcore, passionate audience to carry you through each of the DLCs if you don't make those incentives. So, oops, there was definitely a balance that I, I think they were maybe unsure of how long those players would stick around and what would be the campaign activities that would make people come back week to week. And so it's interesting at least to hear them address, you know, those things. But you're right. There's a lot of information that you felt like, okay, you, you know, we don't have the data you knew that people were sticking around for these things in Destiny 1. Yeah, was it not finished? Mm -hmm. Was it intentional to maybe have this like this yeah. initially and then deploy it later for and even with things like And even with things like private matches, I'm willing to give Bungie the benefit of the doubt on stuff like that because here's the thing. like We know that Bungie's netcode for Destiny is more complex than most other games. Like It's not yeah. just a regular... You queue up for matchmaking, and boom, you're in the game because the whole game is its own matchmaking yeah, system. Yeah. So the, the the net code and stuff, I'm not a developer, but I know it's really complicated. So it's cool that it's coming and coming soon, but not even in just terms of private matches, but in terms of other things, right? Like the they just need more robust systems that encourage the more hardcore players to kind of keep playing. They yeah. know that, though. I think now, especially if they oh, did now before, because we're all like, know. we're done. Yeah. And they're yeah, hearing that the message. Is saying. Yeah, yeah I, I really think they need a PTR, you know, and I think Duggan probably wishes he was here for this part of it. Uh, well, he brought that up a long time. Did he? Yeah, yeah. 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 well, we all did. Great, yeah. it's, uh, but my main point there is they need to be less afraid. You've got games like Fortnite that just suddenly launched Battle Royale, and it's one of the biggest games in the world now. Um, obviously, PUBG did it before that. PTR but for PvP. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, don't know about PvE. No, no, I mean, yeah, it can work both anything. ways. Yeah, my it can work is, both ways. Yes, they need it for people 100% to test things because we want that. But my point is, it's okay to have a window to maybe try something. I think that's where Bungie, they're so high polished, and you got to give them credit for that. Yeah. Like, their systems of the particle effects and the way it feels is amazing. Yeah, that's that was where they're so in proud. the positive section of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, I'm a shill after all, I guess. So I can't say anything positive. Me too. But um, anyway, so I just think they're very afraid to do anything, call it little, like, 
dirtier under the hood and expose that. But I think they need to be less afraid of that because to Sean's point, it takes kind of forever until they decide and get to something. And then what happens when they get it wrong? Like at and the end of Destiny 1. Yeah, we don't have enough time. Special that. ammo. Don't even get me so, started. <laughs> it, it's easier said than done, but my point would be I don't know that we'd have Battle Royale and PUBG, especially if you have people afraid to try those things. And I think Bungie is full of probably amazing ideas that never – they never try. For sure. I'd love to see it. Does anybody else have any notes? I had one final thing I wanted to bring up that was more of a concern, but uh, anybody else have anything? Uh, this was just, yeah, my my main one, which I, I need like a few minutes to try to sell you guys on this. Because All right. I think, and, and there's a bunch of people, and I've been reading and scouring Reddit, and there's there's clearly some toxicity. So, you know, being Bungie, again, it's a difficult spot. I, I think, you know, like I heard Mark specifically say, you know, when you attempt to do something and it doesn't work out maybe the way you anticipated it, like you fire into a loot cave, that that hurts when there's all this other content that's talking about Destiny 1 that we did to incentivize players to do, and then people fired in a loot cave for an hour or, well, or yeah. a week many or hours. a month and many yeah. hours. I didn't do it. I never got it. I did. You're I such did. a liar. Uh, I think you did too, Fran. I, no, was, I, I fired it. at the loot no, cave. With, I did it for like an hour. I got that video. Anyway. I got video. Just an hour. Long story short, I, I think the biggest thing that now to the forefront, and this goes along with what Sean was saying about PvP, is <laughs> kind of goes along with the two tokens, uh, two primaries and a power. This is, I think, the fundamental thing that changed Destiny and the thing that everybody is struggling with from PvP to mm-hmm. PvE when they talk about how the game feels and the way it plays. It's a, it was a big design philosophy shift, and John talked about it on our show at E3. Mm-hmm. We listen to podcasts about people talking about the pros and cons of it. And the con is you do not feel as powerful as you did in Destiny 1. It's boring. It's boring. That's fundamentally, I think, the biggest change in it. I hope that, you know, they did really well with Trials and and these other game modes. They created innovative things in Destiny 1, Mm -hmm. which I don't really think they've done quite yet with Destiny 2. And the stuff that they have done, I don't think maybe the community or, or people latched onto the way people did in Destiny 1. So I want to run this by you guys. The um, For me, I think that's the thing, right? When I'm playing Trials, when I'm playing other games, Fran, you even think about it. Mm-hmm. Think of all the Trials matches you've played. Yeah. What was your favorite round of Trials? Ever? Well, no, like, I'm talking about the round of five. Destiny 1. In general. In, in Destiny 1, <laughs> yeah. did you like the heavy ammo round? Oh, everyone hates the Oh, heavy yeah, round. no, nobody <laughs> liked heavy ammo round. Everyone hates Nobody that round. liked I that round. I don't mind heavy. Okay, so. Yeah, but that's because you suck. Well, oh! It was like an intermission. Sean. I shouldn't say I hated it. It was like an intermission, um, and it could no, work. No, it's just like, that's the round that all. It was kind of fun, because, like, you either catch the whole team at their heavy, or you get caught. But that's the thing, is competitive, I mean, okay, sorry. That is not the, within the competitive community, yeah. you're right. That Personally, is not the round. As a competitive player, I hated a heavy round because it upsets the balance. It does, yeah. It was the turning point in Trials. See, this is the fascinating perspective you're generating. It is. Competitive is actually a much smaller percent than everybody. Yeah, but it's the better percent. The the vocal minority is huge, (laughs) but it's interesting to see. Obviously, that is the problem that they face. Well, you either flank around, you catch everybody at heavy, or you grab heavy and you make a play against the other team. But the point is it's always a roll of the dice. Like yeah. on the heavy screw round up your whole match. Yeah, on the heavy round the better team doesn't always win. Well, and they changed it in trials. It used to be, hey, you just both sit around for 15 seconds and wait for your own power or yep. heavy yeah, yeah, to spawn. Yeah. Then it was like, hey, there's Push a center one in the middle. Yeah. Either way, for the most part, and I trials would say in Destiny 1 in my opinion is one of the best multiplayer modes I've yeah. ever played in any game ever. So, like I have no critiques about I didn't it having mind a heavy, heavy round. round. I liked like, it. I didn't mind it at all. So Okay, that's interesting. You said so, hate. I wanted to walk that back. That's, that's, yeah. fair. that's fair. I would say then the better way to describe it is it was the one round that, like, playing competitively, people would just wave and be like, oh, that means you're not going to well, pick up Well, they officially added ammo. it to the game. Yeah, you yeah. wave, and you're just not going to pick up heavy because this breaks the flow of the game. That was something that people did to eliminate that round. Mm-hmm. So now we have a round of trials that's what? I pick up a rocket every 15 so, seconds yeah. and run and wait and I, shoot the team. I'm not being facetious when I say our strategy, like early on in trials, was to just delay. Like, don't fight people. Spot where they are. Destiny communicate. 2. Yeah, in Destiny 2. Yeah. Uh, especially on that first map, yeah. like the big yeah. open one on the yeah, crazy yeah. planet. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but, like, just delay. Spot where they're going until rockets pop, and then we get rockets and kill their whole team. Yeah, like and that. I don't know how many times I went flawless in a row just doing that with the same dude on my team, Bodum. Shout out to Bodum Reaper. Yeah, yeah. Bodum Reaper. Uh, just getting rockets because he's really good. And then he had he was the first person to get uh, sins of the past from the raid. Yeah. So he would just 
come flying through when everyone's yeah. fighting. And because it takes New everyone foam. so long to kill each other, we yeah. had so much time to grab rockets and just kill everyone. It's just not, yeah. that's not fun, man. Yeah. It's not yeah. fun. You don't feel yeah. good. And it I, got so, to the point where my own team was like, dude, you're such a yeah. troll. I know. <laughs> I, think, I think CJ's got to finish his point. I, I got to finish up. And I mean, I don't post to Reddit and do all this stuff. So this is, this is the moment. So you got to humor me for another five minutes. But I'm, no, I'm going to ask you guys the question. So to me, that's the biggest problem with even general Crucible is you're eliminating shotguns, snipers, and fusions yeah. out of that secondary slot. Yeah. It's not available. And only now they're one, in the rocket slot. They're in the rocket and slot. guess what? Rockets are always better. They're always better. <laughs> so most people are getting that with power. So what can we do to potentially change that? And I don't think that you're going to put those in a secondary slot. Like, they're not going to change what they fundamentally did and, and walk that back. Like, Sounds like are, a great topic for the next episode. Yeah, it does. It's like a, a whole topic yeah. that we, it, I would have to prep for to be. It, it is. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. give you the just the Coles notes for what I think should happen. Yeah. I'm excited this to This is see, still the what you didn't is, like. No, this is still the what I didn't like but I think is what okay. people are talking about that could change the perk with the masterworks where you shoot somebody and an orb pops out or however it's going to happen it generates orbs that's cool yeah because I don't know if you're laughing I'm at, wondering where you're going with I know this. okay yeah. good yeah. because that's going to change the game do you think you're super slow and we don't know that it right works now? in yeah. EVP yet do we uh, we don't, but I'm I'm hoping it does. It does. Like well, if orb you get, generation, yeah, it's multi kills. Like if you get a multi kill, orb says, didn't. Know, you have orb generation that was PVE only in Destiny. Yeah, Wars. but it says that it generates it for anyway, you and your teammates. So opinion. you're right. I hope it's in PVP. Long what story. What, what could we do to allow you to equip a sniper fusion shotgun and get ammo? And what I think should happen is there should be some kind of mod system that lets you just infuse or like have it into those three weapons so that if you end up coming across the guardian in pvp there's an incentive to kill him with your primary and the green ammo that pops out of his head which does happen sometimes if you melee them or do whatever mm -hmm. powers up your sniper rifle slower shotgun yeah with like maybe two rounds mm. that's interesting that sounds cool so mm. you're saying if they're carrying power if you nope no, that's general. different. If if it's a mod, say that oh, a the mod. If you just get kills, you get green ammo that powers, powers up your power. Yeah, because <laughs> I, because sounds so very intuitive. to agree with you, um, one of the major problems is that only one person gets heavy. Like you, in, right. in PvP, you all just yeah. like run there. It's like who got it. Oh, Bob got it. I agree. Right. It's a problem because I always charge. I, I off shoulder of it. charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your, but, your head is in the right place, by the way. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard this from CJ before. Like I, I had to know, say it. It's I've a been very talking about it for a while. Thing yeah. it could be really cool. I think there's probably a lot of ideas. It needs to be addressed. Whatever. Yeah. I just don't know what the solution is. But this orb generation thing made me excited because to me that's the kind of innovation that I think they need to do because right now PvP does feel a little bit stale. Like you yeah. can't make it. Oh, be, that's the parallel. I see. Yeah. It's going to change the game. You want to see things. You want more things like that yeah yes. push the gameplay forward yeah why can't the they gameplay is the strongest part they can't do. drop power ammo because everybody will be firing rockets everywhere so you have to have no, but it. not if it's right very random no because it still are always going to use a rocket over sh snipers fusion shotgun like mm -hmm. right oh now, that's right your theory was leave rockets to power still but the ones that were energy connect, uh, secondary weapons only those would allow to be benefited or this. or okay. you can spec it's different it. right like, let's like, say yeah, the yeah, mod yeah. says like when you equip this uh, picking up special ammo increases your sniper drop or yes, whatever. That's like what it's saying. specific. Yeah. Or know? I forgot it was, it was like, only a select group of weapons that benefit from right. it. All power. Yeah, so to me, cool. there needs to be something. They should call it a Destiny 1 mod. And it's a little you powered up and then it, yeah. boom, it's just like it was in Destiny 1 for yeah, the next like, five <laughs> minutes. So that's another... <laughs> the game is... <laughs> the next five minutes, everybody's the same as it used to be. <laughs> the graphics that's are like so changed. It's like, or five yeah, minutes, you're playing Destiny 1 again. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, but, that but, would be awesome. so but you funny. can't put those weapons into the slot because you have a no land beyond thing again. That is not. Oh God. I'm joking. I know, but it is weird. Like that's what people want. They want some kind of thing like Destiny One where you feel powerful. There's too much information in PvP. We know when people are casting supers. We know yeah. what weapons they have when they pick up power. We know this. We yeah, know that dude, it, so it is a problem. Like I love so fusion. So here's like I can sum it up for myself. I love fusion. I want to use it more. I don't want to fight yes. for that stupid power ammo. But I tell you what, I don't want to go back to getting in and getting sniped by crafty and oh, I don't want to do that part so I want but, guess what I want to uh, have my cake and eat it too no and I don't know how to solve it this either is your cake though testing it this is your cake right now I, I don't know PvP is your, your cake I, I think your idea could be interesting but perfect PTR type thing like can we Ooh, get yeah. a Ooh. test environment and try this stuff <laughs>
That but, mod system could just be way more robust, man. I can think of a lot of really cool ways they could change up the gameplay doing just that idea. Yes. Yeah, we don't we don't know what those mods are going to be yet. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, the, the final thing that I wanted to bring up uh, was more of a concern, and uh, I brought it up in my preview for Curse of Osiris, actually, talking about how all of the content expansions are sort of in silos. Like, you, mm. you have uh, Dark Below and House of Wolves. They're just kind of in silos. You complete that and with Curse of Osiris around the corner I'm like it's the same thing again it's just this DLC that's in a silo yeah and when they said that uh it sounds like difficult it, it sounds like they have difficulty communicating with the internal teams. teams I'm like oh that's like about, a big red about what though like oh man we want to make this DLC did anybody tell the sound team yet I'm just like <laughs> how are you not all on the same page <laughs> that's if you're not making, a quote obviously right it's paraphrasing they, but yeah it, it was concerning to me to hear that they seem to have difficulty communicating across yeah. teams internally. Well, we heard it on the podcast, actually. So yeah. we did all these things, then yeah. we Barrett has to carry this whole game forward, and then, yeah. like, actually, we need to enable him a little better to be able to do that yeah. with things that are going on. Yeah, and, like, it's, Barrett's working on stuff, but these guys are working on stuff. It's crazy because, like, not hold on. Together. What are the other two studios that are working on this game doing? It's not that. It's within the studio. I mean, Sean, yeah. you No, but I relate. mean, I'm just saying, like, what yeah, at IGN? if they're no i totally oh. get it i'm not saying that Talking about because like high they, moon and vicarious or yeah something? all i'm saying is like they vicarious is probably maintaining the pc platform yeah but that's what, kind of what i was saying is like they onboarded two other studios high moon might have made all the ornament systems maybe they made a map i don't know what they do exactly assets yeah. effects yeah. like they're doing stuff like that but okay. their poor the, design decisions are at bungie and yeah 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 and that, i'm not disagreeing anything yeah. about that what i'm saying is like having two extra studios on board when you can't get your internal communications in mm -hmm. line makes the whole machine more inefficient and what i'm saying is like if it were efficient potentially those other two studios could be cranking out new strikes and dlc like all the live long day which yeah. is what i've been saying i want and all the time and it's concerning like the curse of osiris content that i got to play it's just like like it's so separate from what happens in the core campaign yeah, see, that it's, not... it's just kind of like oh so it's another it's another disjointed circle like piece of content that we're going to eat up and then we're just going to be sitting around waiting for something new. See that's kind of a bummer man because just like it needs to feel tied Destiny does this great thing of where all the events even PVP and stuff feel mm -hmm. tied into this grander always progressing narrative right that's been their philosophy the whole time it's like you can experience the story in the world mm -hmm. in any order at your own pace no matter what you choose to do and that's an yeah. awesome philosophy and that's what i think makes it so popular but like yeah if you keep adding pieces and they're all disjointed in, yeah disjointed like you're gonna not get this sense of cohesion i what know what guys getting uh, at can, so imagine this sorry frank go is ahead. it about the story though destiny i actually don't totally understand in destiny one why, why is it in a silo for you what part of it because okay, it is a continuation dark, of the story, technically. How does Dark Below continue the story of you bringing the Traveler you back to life? I don't even remember. It, it doesn't in any way yeah. is the answer. Neither does <laughs> Taken King, which involves the Reef and that, that sort yeah. of group. Mm -hmm. And neither does any of the content. Okay, and none, curse, none just... of it is ever married together. So... Well, I mean, you're going to play Curse. We're all going to play Curse next okay, week. Okay, hold DLC. on. But the Taken King did a really good job of it because well, once he uh, once some the, of Taken, the world stuff back. Taken yeah, well, King also, is an example total, of, of one where of the they best did a good times job. They've done it, yeah. done it pretty like, well. Because like Oryx comes, and yes, you're still on the Dreadnought, and that's where mm -hmm. the raid happens, the and that's all that yeah. stuff. But the Taken are everywhere. They're in every total. place. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like your whole solar system. I think I was just saying, what's the problem with Curse of Osiris in terms of it feeling so siloed? You're going to find out next week. Oh, okay. I can't. Like I can't just tell. I didn't know that. That's the piece of it that uh, okay yeah. yeah um so anyway uh basically what i'm saying is all the narrative campaign expansions they never build towards anything imagine if the expansions continually added to the story of the overall world of destiny like and built up book. to the finale of exactly built up to the finale of destiny 2 and you're making philosophies and theories about what's going to happen between each expansion. And that cannot happen if your internal teams cannot communicate and come up with some sort of lateral progression of the story. Sorry for hitting the mic. Yeah. Some sort of lateral progression of the story. If you're just making, oh, they're it's about the story. Team, you mean, team A is going to make forward, but yes, yeah. that's what I was trying yeah. to get. It seems to be a lot about the way they're handling the story. Lawrence, yeah, right. I was getting at like, like for me, I like the story and all, and I think it's really important. But at but the end of the day, I'm story, all gameplay, you know? so like, I oh, just yeah, hope okay. that the gameplay doesn't feel siloed. That's what's important to me. Uh, so yeah, I, that's what I was trying to get at. It's about the story, apparently. Yeah. We can talk. We'll talk about it next week. The, I mean, the DLC will be out. It, yeah. To uh, me, that's where the we'll be at PSX and the game. Oh, we're yeah. recording Thursday. 
Oh, yeah. Great. I mean, to yeah. me, that's what was the interesting thing about listening to those the guys talk kind of candidly. It's like, I mean, IGN's a fairly big company. I, I find that it's funny how uh, sometimes when we do video production things, it's like mm -hmm. there's supposed to be a chain of command. There's supposed to be things that happen in a certain way. But, you know, somewhere along the way, something happens. And yeah. then mm -hmm. when you don't know why that thing's happening, you're like, oh, uh, I didn't do that. And then you're like, ah, and back up to figure out where that puzzle that's piece yeah. got disconnected. Mm -hmm. Easy right? to get. So, yeah, so I'm not saying, like, that I, I mean, I sympathize with them in a way because, uh, you know, I think when we talk with them and understand what they're going through, you know, you kind of say, okay, I get it. But from a customer standpoint, I'm not saying I agree with that and I get mm -hmm. why people are frustrated. Like, makes a lot of sense. Last thing we didn't really talk about that they did mention also in there was the Bright Angram thing um, in yeah, the, XP the XP throttling. Oh, that's a good point. And, yeah. Oh, yes. By the way, oh, yeah. the XP throttling, we haven't really talked about it no. too much. It that's messed up. Yeah. That's messed up. And, and what I did want to say really quickly is that, and I'll let you give maybe a summary of it, but long story short, I, I think a lot of people know what it is and what happened if, if you haven't read up on it. But they did kind of even jokingly say, like, it's crazy. I don't think they really even knew that it was displaying incorrectly or something. Again, whether or not, like, this is factual, like, you can decide whether or not you believe. I intentional. Mean, and intentional, word, yeah. right? And so I think it's interesting they even joke like, oh, we saw the guy's Reddit post. We should give that guy a job. Like, yeah. It, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy that you think you might know everything that's going on in there, but mm -hmm. massive company. Like, it's a big company. Yeah. And so to know every little detail for everybody to be totally in sync it is probably very difficult. Chill. But so, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, you can never be careful to be too objective. I, no, no. But so yeah. there, there is definitely that side, which was nice to hear. Yeah. But then there is the other side, which it's what a microtransaction. Sure. Yeah. What if, I mean, there are some Here, legit concerns. Some hearing them yeah. speak about it, it feels like it was fairly innocent. But yeah. from external perspective, it's just like, so wait, you're throttling the XP yes. to incentivize purchases yeah. of this thing? That's not okay. Well, that's, that's like, like yeah. a problem. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing. But what happened was, you're right, XP will chain depending on how long you're playing or if it's short yeah, stuff. it's like public it's events meant, drop. It's meant yeah. that during slower times you get, uh, you're more rewarded in times where it might be more difficult. Anyway, there's a whole balance thing they thought was working. But yeah. the problem was the, the HUD was not really displaying things accurately mm -hmm. yeah. when things were slower or faster. So it seems deceptive. Yeah. And they didn't really, they basically said, oh yeah, it's, it's, well, it's um, it's so it, broken. It, it is sort of totally said it's broken confusing and, and broken. We just sort of say, stripped it. Best case scenario, it's confusing and deceptive. Or, and then worst case scenario, it's malicious. Like right. yeah. the whole That's again, scary. Yes. It, it boggles my mind that devs could fundamentally misunderstand that their hardcore player hardcore players are all about min maxing. Right. So if there's this yes. system. And you know that they're going to maximize it, and you design the system so that it's minimizing their efforts by throttling the XP. That is a huge problem. Well, like, well that's egregiously terrible. It, that's not the problem. It's the fact that it was not communicated. So if that's yeah, it was, happening, if it was yeah, but that's no, the thing is like, problem. but that's what I mean. But so the, the other argument that the devs have, or the other argument that the community has, though, yeah, is like that might be the case. They might just not have said that. But why wouldn't they have said that? Because they were hoping, potentially, probably, this is what people are saying, not me. Yeah. That they are only saying they're only now communicating it because they got caught. For, for sure, yeah. absolutely yeah. could be an and, option. And, and the progress bar, I think that's what they're going to address and hopefully fix. Is that there's like again, I love it when we have cameras. We have a bunch of cameras that they tell you, oh, there's a chunk left in the camera. Mm -hmm. How much is that? I don't know. Could be like ten minutes left of recording time. <laughs> could be maybe an hour. You're not sure. What's really good is when the battery counts down from twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. Oh, percent, a percent. Yeah. Like, yeah. but you know how many minutes are left. So. There's no line to say, hey, you have this much XP. Mm. What is that number? If I highlight over the bar, mm -hmm. show I mean, it me was hidden. what yeah. is my actual progress. No, but like, yeah, but not just the bar. Like, what is the no, number? No, no, totally. I was saying, yeah. like, it, it was, was just hidden funny. XP. That's the problem. It's, it's that just simple. funny that like in every other facet of the game, they over communicate on icons and t communicating like everything. Like in PvP, you know everything that happens, yeah. like who picks up what, what weapons they have and all that nonsense. And then in this aspect, they're like, oh, all those indicators are gone. And you kind of just have to figure it out. Yeah. I already don't trust the system. Like, the did you watch how that player deciphered that he was getting less XP for doing particular yeah, events. Like, that's it, a yeah. very scientific thing yeah, he had yeah, to yeah. do. Great. Like, really a good. regular player would not be able to do Demonstrable that. rigor in Luke yeah. Smith's yeah. words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already don't trust the Engram and drop system. And then to hear that there's a major problem tied to Bright Engrams, it's like, 
oh, what happened there? Well, yeah, yeah you already don't trust the system. And yeah. then to hear that some guardian out there proved it was actually working yeah. against you in one aspect of the game, that's not, yeah. that's a little disconcerting. Wasn't, but yeah, duplicate yeah. protection. What else is working against they me? They did hear Destin. Yeah. Duplicate well, protection. Yeah. We'll and see actually, you I should did. listen to their podcast because they also talk about something we bring up a lot that sounds like the, I was joking about the objectivity of how hard something is. And it's never yeah. easy as seem. And we don't know. We're not developers, right? But they talk about that on there. They actually yeah. give you some examples. The XP thing they say was a flag as they described it and they had the conversation Mm -hmm. and they said well if we flip it off I think it'll be okay but it was fairly easy to like try uh, where other things and it didn't fix it they talked about the trials emo that we all said like why don't you strip it out and they used terms like well it's actually it's client side so it's you know it's on the game locally but also the services were out for PC Mm -hmm. and I was more convinced when I was mad, actually, about the trials in the emote. I was like, what is going on? Just take it out of the game. Uh, when you hear that, it's pretty interesting. So check out the podcast. Yeah. Very worthwhile. You, um, yeah. You've talked about something, though, and I think this is what the community is feeling. You always say, people don't care if you're having a bad day. Do your job. Yes. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. The very true. Like, yeah. like, it doesn't matter what's going on at home 100%. or how hungry you, you know, are. How hungry you are. <laughs> it's like you have a job to do. Get it done. Yeah. And yeah. and that's, we care in a way because, yeah, we're invested into the game. But absolutely. I mean, I joke. I, you know, I've, I've been married for a long time and I have a bunch of kids. <laughs> it's like, guess what? Nobody cares. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got a job to do. And mm-hmm. that's the reality. The people I think who are interested and invested, yeah, they, they care. But everybody else, tough racket. Paid me money. Give me the product. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so sign on the line that is dotted. I think that's oh. everything we have for this week, guys. Now. Does anybody else have anything they would like to bring up no. before we head out? <laughs> I just want to hear Fran quote the rest of the movie. Sorry, yeah. Extra long show this week, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think about the update and all of our comments on this week's show. Head on over to YouTube.com slash FireteamChat. Leave a sub. That is it for this week, everybody. Until next time, Guardians Guardians out. out.